Greetings and welcome to Shnayim Mikra, the podcast series sponsored by the Orthodox Union hosted here at OU.org, in which each podcast is a reading, translation, study, and analysis of one of the aliyot of the current week's parasha. My name is Yitzchak Shalom, and it has been my honor and privilege to study Parshat Chukat with you this week. We have now come to the final aliyah, which uh, we will pick up at Perak Chaf. Aleph, Pasuk, Chafalef, chapter 21, verse 21 of uh, the book of Amidbar, and it will take us into the first verse of the next chapter. Uh, we continue with the travelogue on the east bank of the Jordan, As I mentioned in the last podcast, there had been an eastward incursion of an Emirate tribe led by a fellow named Sichon. During the years that B'nai Yisrael were either in Egypt or wandering, and they'd conquered some of the Ammonite territory. Bnei Yisrael now sent a message to Sichon saying, Ebra v'yartzecha. Now this is the same message they sent to uh, Edom. But the difference is, as we find out in Parashat Tvarim, Bnei Yisrael were not allowed to conquer the land of Edom, and if Edom put up a fight, they had to go around. There was no such warning with regard to Sichon. Indeed, conquering Sichon would really be a prefiguring of the war against the seven nations in Israel, because Sichon is an Emori. We will not go to the side, to the field, or the vineyard. We won't drink the well water. We'll go through the king's road, the main road, until we grow through your land. Now notice, they seem to have learned a lesson from their interactions with Bnei Adom, because in the interaction with the Edomites, they gave the first half of this verse, got a rebuff, and then added the second half of the verse, we'll go on the king's road. Now they put it all together. What happened? Sichon refused to let them go through. What happened? Sichon gathered his entire army, and he came out to face Israel in a place called Yahatz, and the war, uh, and he went to war against Israel. And what happened? Israel attacked him by the sword. By Yerasha so here the Bnei Israel had perfect right to go to war, and they conquered their land. Me'arnon ad Yabok ad Amon. They went, for, they conquered them from Arnon all the way to the Yabok. The Yabok is the river that uh, the Nachal that comes just south of the Kinneret and comes into the Jordan. Ad Bnei Amon ki az Amon. They went all the way to the Ammonite border, which means they conquered the entire stretch right alongside the river. Uh, along from uh, about two-thirds of the way down on the Dead Sea, all the way near the Kinneret. <clears throat> so they took all of these cities. So Yisrael then settled in all of these Amorite cities, Cheshbon, which is the capital of Sichon, and all of its uh, its uh, suburbs, as it were, excerpts. Now, why? Ki Cheshbon, Ir Sichon, Melech HaMorihu. That was the city of Sichon. V'hun Nilcham, Melech Moab HaRishon. And he had gone to war against the first king of Moab. Vaikach had kol ha'etzom, miyado ad Arnon. In other words, Sichon had come and taken all of his land up until the Arnon. And then we took it from Sichon, and that's perfectly legit. Al-Kain Yomru HaMoshlim. Therefore, and we have another bit of poetry, the Moshlim, which the Rishonim understand to mean the prophets who use parables to explain things, Come to Cheshbon, but Cheshbon also means to make an accounting. Let the city of Sichon be rebuilt. And we're going to build it. 
Fire went out from these cities. And it devoured the city of Ar of Moab, uh, where all of the high places of Arnon are. As if to say, this is what Sichon did to them. So woe to you, Moab. She lost the nation of Kamosh, which is their god. All of your children were given, and your daughters were given captivity, to the king of Emori, Sichon. Vaniram and their kingdom, they're raising up, as it were, Avad Cheshbon Adivon, or Niram may be their near, their furrow, which refers to like a plow, their subjugation. Avad Cheshbon Adivon, Vanashim Anofach, we made it desolate. Until Nofach Asherad Medva. Medva is a very famous place, famous map of Medva. And Vayeshev Yisrael Be'eretz Amori. What happened? B'nai Yisrael continued to live in the land of the Amori. And now we get the final piece of war here. Moshe sent spies to spy out the earth to the land of Yazer, which is further north, and right away we conquered the cities around Yazer, and the Amorites that are there were conquered. And then we went up to the Bashan, which is towards the Golan Heights. And now Og, who's the king up there, comes out. Now he's not an Amorite king, he's the king of Bashan. There's a war in the town of Edrei. What happens? Don't fear Og. I've given him and his army into your hands. You'll do to him what you did to Sichon, who lives in Cheshbon. Now, it's an, it's an important phrase. Sichon becomes the model throughout the rest of the this history of of an easy conquest. And if for every conquest, it's going to be easy as compared to Sichon. Og, I'll give it to you like Sichon. And the same phrasing is used when God promises Yoshua an easy conquest, and then every conquest from then builds on the conquest of Yericho, and it starts with building on the conquest of Sichon. So what did they do? They slaughtered them, their children, their nation. Nobody was left. They conquered their land. Now the next verse, which is the end of the Parsha, and this, by the way, is the spot, I mentioned in the last podcast, the launching spot from where B'nai Israel will eventually cross, but they're going to be here now for a while. They're going to go through some trials, some tribulations, some tests. They won't pass all of them. And, of course, Sefer Dvari Moshe's farewell speech will be said at this point, the plains of Moab, on the other side of the Yardain of Yerecho. The Rashbam, in his comment here, seems to allude to the possibility that this pasuk was written or edited after B'nai Israel entered the land. As he points out, it's written from the perspective of the West Bank. Because you don't speak about Ever HaYardain unless you're on the, on the other side. Ever HaYardain means the other side. So if they're on the East Bank and they're calling the East Bank the other side, it's written, being written from the perspective of the West Bank. Is that a perspective statement? Or is that a later gloss? A good question and something that certainly opens up many, many interesting doors of Parshanut, uh, starting, of course, famously with the approach of the Ibn Ezra, but it's an approach that really you can find in almost all of the Rishonim, the notion that there is here and there a, a later prophetically added gloss to the Torah, which makes the text clearer for the current audience. It has been a delight and a pleasure to study Parshat Chukat with you. I will see you when we meet again for Prashat Balak. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful, wonderful day and a great Shabbos.